my actual adherence to Allah, my actual submission to Allah cannot just be purely intellectual and cannot be purely spiritual. In fact, Allah gave us warnings about that. There were nations before us that came, they became overly intellectual, like the Israelites. To have a pure conception of Allah, you are declaring tasbih. In the Qur'an, whenever somebody says something that's blasphemous, or something that's shirki, something that associates something with Allah, you know what Allah's response to that is? Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yaqulun. Subhanallahi amma yushrikun. Tasbih says no shirk. That's a, that's a contaminated concept of God. No, he's too perfect for that. Tasbih literally is to declare Allah's perfection. Perfection means no imperfections allowed. All imperfections cleansed away. So that's our intellectual purity in our concept of God. That's tasbih. But then what is hamd? Hamd is praise and gratitude. Two things. Ashukru wa thana. Actually the word hamd, before it's used, you know, like abstract, hamda was used when somebody's belly is full. They're completely satisfied. Like they enjoyed the meal, and they are grateful that they got the strength from that meal. They, they, need, they got what they needed. And from it came the idea of two things, praise and thanks. It actually originally has to do with ishba'ah. It has to do with being full. That's where the word hamd actually originally comes from. But anyway, so athana' wa shukr. The abstract concepts are praising something and thanking someone. Both of those, by the way, are emotional responses. They're not logical responses. Uh, you know, when do you praise something? When you find it beautiful. That's when you praise something. You praise something when you find it amazing. You guys, some of you guys are watching the Astaghfirullah UFC fight and one kick and the guy's dead or the guy's knocked out. And you're like, oh, I need to watch the replay. And you're praising it. You're praising it because it's something remarkable. That's a qualitative assessment. That's not a scientific, rational, you know, black and white assessment. The tasbih is about evidences. The tasbih is about the right concepts. But hamd is about what you feel. You cannot do hamd without feeling it actually, and it's not hamd at all. And the same way, hamd is not just about praise, it's also about thanks. It's about thanking someone. And thanking is something that comes from the heart. It's something that's felt. So actually, when we do the tasbih of Allah, we're cleaning our minds. And we're doing the hamd of Allah, we're cleaning our hearts. It's the heart and the mind. Both of them, covered in both. You know? And there's an, there's an aspect of spirituality in tasbih also. And there's an aspect of the intellectual in hamd also. The opposite is also true. But tasbih is dominated by the intellectual and hamd is dominated by the spiritual. That's, that's actually the, the way that the two are divided. And look at how the angels speak to Allah. They say, We do your tasbih by doing hamd of you. So what do they do? They combine the spiritual and the intellectual together. And that's what the Qur'an is. It's not just an intellectual book. It's not just a spiritual book. It's a combination of both, right? So we're going to see both of those elements in the surah. And of course, then there's mulk. Now, if you look at the previous, I said there's an intellectual component, there's a spiritual component, and there's a practical component. Now, if you look at this ayah, you're going to find there's tasbih of Allah, which I said is what? Intellectual. There's the hamd of Allah, which is? Spiritual, and between the two, Allah says, He alone owns all kingdom, authority, dominion. Guess what that takes us to? The practical. Where does He actually have authority over me? 
When, when should I be waking up? When should I be going to sleep? What should I eat? What should I not eat? What kind of relationships can I have? What kind of money can I earn? What kind of money can I spend? Where should I spend? Now there's an authority over me that's overlooking that. That's the practical side. And the practical is in the middle of two. Which two? The intellectual and the emotional, the spiritual, in between the two. What does that mean? That my practical behavior, my recognition of Allah's sovereignty, Allah's kingdom over me, sometimes it is dominated by the spiritual, sometimes it's dominated by the intellectual. But if I only have one or the other, it's incomplete. My actual adherence to Allah, my actual submission to Allah cannot just be purely intellectual and cannot be purely spiritual. In fact, Allah gave us warnings about that. There were nations before us that came, they became overly intellectual, like the Israelites. They're very intellectual. And Allah says their hearts became hard. By the way, when you say the hearts became hard, that means the brain's working really well, but the heart's not working anymore. So the, 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 the emotional was gone. But they're very philosophically minded and very legally minded and very theologically smart, etc., etc. Ahbar, volumes and volumes of books. So the, the intellectual remained and the spiritual was gone. On the flip side, you got the Christians, right? Who killed the intellectual and held on to the spiritual. And that's another problem. That's, now they're dictated by their feelings, their, their, their connection. What happens to Muslims, we can fall into either the intellectual or the spiritual. Some of you are overly fiqhified, or you're overly aqidalized, and guess what? You're overly what? Intellectual. You're intellectual. You're constantly discussing the athari versus the ash'ari versus the maturidi versus the, you know, you know, who, you know the mu'tazili. You're discussing the atheist arguments, you're discussing the rational arguments, scientific... Intellectual, 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 right? And then what that does is then your emotional disconnect starts happening because it's just a subject. Human beings cannot actually be driven in entirely just by emotional things. On the flip side, some of you say, you know what, that's it. I don't want to do this intellectual stuff. You know, like uh, the, the, the Sufi poet in Urdu says, Ik nudarkar. You just need, well, I just remember Allah, that's it. I just need to do dhikr. And then you're like, the dhikr gives me this feeling that none of this intellectual stuff can ever give me. So I'm going to do more and more dhikr and I'm going to dhikrify and dhikrify and dhikr. And then you're like, I need to get a stronger feeling because the feeling's not strong enough. So I need to come up with some extracurricular dhikr activities. And then you're going to get more creative with the dhikr activities. And then they're going to, then some of them might invite, involve turning the lights off. And some of them might involve some other, you know, you know, spinning around or whatever, whatever you're going to come up with because you need the feeling. The, feel, the feeling I got, oh man, the feeling, oh. But you guess, guess what happened? Now some of the things you're doing are highly unintellectual. They're, they're violation of the intellect, right? So the two extremes can exist in Judaism and Christianity. The two ex extremes can very much exist within, within Muslim civilization. They can, and they in fact do exist. And what does the Qur'an do? The Qur'an is making the call that if you come back to the Dabur on the Qur'an, if you become people of the Qur'an at the core, then you will never let go of the spiritual and you will never let go of the intellectual. You will hold them in balance together. Like in Surah Ali Imran, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ They remember Allah standing, sitting and on their sides. Remembering Allah is spiritual. 
And they think deeply about the creation of the skies and the earth. Thinking is what? See, now that's, that's, the, that's the lethal combination. A spiritual thinker. The spiritual thinker. That's what the Qur'an does. That's what the Qur'an's impact is. That's why the Qur'an is the way it is. If the Qur'an was purely an intellectual book, if it was purely intellectual, then Allah would not have to repeat his tasbih in five different surahs. He could just say it once, you got it, I got the concept. I just need a concept, just give me the concept, let's move on. By the way, if the Qur'an was just a book of concepts, you could probably fit it on two pages. If you just want the concepts. But the Qur'an is conceptual, it's intellectual, but it's also what? It's spiritual. There's another side. And those two fuse together. Because at the end, by the way, let me now bring this home. These two things together, what do they make? Let me tell you what they make. These two things together complete iman. They complete iman. They complete transformation. The Quran is a book of transformation. A human being will not be, not be transformed just with information or just with emotion. They need both. And this is, don't even think about your faith. Think about life. Think about life. What is it that you are driven to do? You're dying to do it. There's an emotional attachment to something. That's why you're working for it. There's a car you want. You're working overtime. You're saving up. You're what? Because you want that car. There's an emotional attachment, right? Or there's actually even a, like a, a, a an intellectual conviction. You're going to a lawyer. You're filling up this paperwork, this paperwork, this because you're convinced this is what I'm going to get at the end of all of that effort at the end of getting that case solved, at the end of solving this problem or whatever. Our behavior is driven by the intellectual and the emotional all the time. And when both of them are in right measure, then practically we are able to abide. Hey guys, you just watched a small clip of me explaining the Quran in depth as part of the Deeper Look series. Studying the Quran in depth can seem like a really intimidating thing that's only meant for scholars. Our job at Bayina is to make deeper study of the Quran accessible and easy for all of you. So take us up on that challenge. Join us for this study, the deeper look of the Qur'an, for this surah and many other surahs on BayinaTV.com under the Deeper Look section.